Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Evolvepreneur Secret Show for Entrepreneurs, and I'm your host, Brian Silverthorne. And my mission is always to help entrepreneurs make a difference with their businesses and navigate the sometimes messy worlds of startup, growth, or relaunch. And today we're going to dig deep with our guest and get you the best concepts and strategies to fast track your business. And today's special guest is Steve Feld. And uh, Biz Coach Steve is a certified business coach, author, podcast host, professional speaker, coffee enthusiast, which uh, piques my interest, and award-winning business management executive. Welcome to the show, Steve. Great. Well, thank you for having me, Brian. Yeah, happy to have you here. So uh, why don't you start by elaborating a little bit on all those uh, areas of uh, expertise and interest and then tell us how your what your current focus is. Great. Well, I've owned and operated seven different businesses in various industries and turned around three as well because I didn't have enough punishment, I guess, as being an entrepreneur. And currently I have my current company. I actually have two. One is on my business coaching side and the other one I co-own a publishing house with someone else. So we do expert books there. But on the business side, I also have coaches underneath me, and I focus primarily with small business owners, entrepreneurs, coaches, helping them grow their businesses, and then also to build a long-term sustainable business. So one day we can all profit from all this hard work that we're putting into building a business. Let's have an exit strategy and build a business that we can actually sell. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, back when in my business consulting coaching days, it was always, from my point of view, you need to build an asset that has value that uh, you can walk away from for an extended period of time and you come back and it's better than when you left it and it makes it much more valuable when you sell it. So do you have have any basic tenants that you uh, uh, talk to your, your clients about to help them get to that position? Absolutely. Well, the first thing they always want to know is, I want more revenue. When small business owners and entrepreneurs, you're talking about the wrong line item on your P&L, your profit and loss statement. You should be saying, I want more profit. Revenue is great to show. Profit is what you take home to mama. So you got to look on the profit side. But we do help them build the revenue because that is their focus. So let's look at your marketing. Is your message resonating with your true target market? Odds are it's not. That's why your pipeline, you're struggling to fill the pipeline, your leads. And do you have a good conversion strategy? That's what leads into revenue. Those two things are ahead of revenue. So we'll take care of the revenue part. Once that starts becoming on the machine that it needs to be, now let's start looking at the internal systems, your accounting, your costs, your HR, your operations. Let's start documenting these things. And now we're going to increase your profit. And one other thing I see with small business owners and entrepreneurs, it's like they want to grow, but they don't want to let go of the reins. Got to let go of the baby every now and then, right? So you got to hire staff. And a lot of times, it's the first time someone ever hired staff. They could work for a company and said, hey, I need an employee in my division. They go to HR. HR does all the work. Next thing you know, an employee shows up. Now you got to do it because you're the owner. So we actually have to work with them on how to source, interview, onboard, everything. And we also get into the leadership qualities as well, because 
a lot of these entrepreneurs know how to make a better widget, but they've just never been the leader that they'd had to be. And we see it, people jump in the cubicle all the time thinking, I'll make a better mousetrap, but they didn't know everything that was involved in that mousetrap, the marketing, the accounting, finances, all that kind of stuff. So we want to walk them through and we try to make it simple, not put it in CPA language because, uh, you know, they won't get that. So we really want to put it in language that they understand, that they get. And our whole job is, I mean, I'm tired of seeing small business owners fail. The failure rate is just ridiculous. And it hasn't changed since 1932, since they've been tracking it. So that's why I'm passionate about seeing these people survive and thrive. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The, I mean, the, the small business owner is really kind of the backbone of the economy. Um, but, uh, you know, people get off with a lot of good intentions and, and a, a, a great desire to achieve, and but they don't know the mechanics of it. Um, and so what you're doing is a big help there. And, and um, hiring is, has got to be a real important one. Uh, oh, absolutely. Especially when you start to expand. Yeah. I mean, I've been teaching a class for SCORE for six years, and I've done this two, three times a month called ABCs of Starting a Business. So we tell them the good, the bad, the ugly. And a lot of people are jumping into entrepreneurship, wanting to be their own boss, but they think, hey, I'm going to make more money and work less when it's like, here's the reality. <laughs> You're going to work more, make a lot less at the beginning. But if you start building a business through your sales, that'll switch. So stop worrying about your dang business card, your logo, and all this other junk. You need sales. You need marketing and sales to coming out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. You you, you got to have money coming in the front door. Uh, then you then the efficiencies of your business determines how much goes out the back door and how much you get put in your pocket. So there you go. Yeah. So I. Uh, it's fun talking to people to say, well, yeah, I did a million and a half last year. Well, congratulations. How much did you get to keep? Revenue is for good, you know, boiler talk, show talk, whatever. Uh, profit is what really matters. That's what you put in the bank. Right. So do you have, uh, I'm, I know you gave us kind of a general walkthrough there, but do you have very, uh, specific profit strategies? You know, let's let's assume that the people... They, they've got a good funnel and people are coming in and they're making sales. But once that happens, do you have good profit strategies for businesses? Oh, absolutely. I also have a business academy. It's all online and we actually can go through it with them. And one of the first things I've seen, and I just did this with someone last week, is I said, let's look at costs. And they're like, well, that's easy. And I'm like, is it? You're, we get so married as business owners. We get so married to our stuff we're going in with pure blinders on, whereas being a coach, I have to open up those blinders a little bit. When we looked at his costs, we pulled his credit card statements, his personal credit card statements, the business, all their ins and outs for the last three months. And we went through it line by line. And we actually found a whole bunch of things he's been paying for that he doesn't use. It could have been, one was actually, this is going to sound crazy, a gym membership where the membership expired two years ago. Still paying on it. Wow. But you know what? We get in this routine. We're human. It's okay. But this is where we come in. We went through the whole cost cutting. It wasn't really hard to eliminate costs you don't need. And we found him 90 grand right there a year for his 
personal and business together. And it was like, okay, that was just one little step. The 90 grand, how's that going to transform your life, your business? And it was a huge shift. Not only that, it's like he, we started also looking into his employees. He had two employees and all he did was complain about them. So it's like, let's look at the employees. He just hired the warm body to fill the position instead of hiring the right person for the position. So once we got into that and we're going through it, he's now hiring right, not just hiring to get a warm body. So yeah, we have to look at many different aspects singularly at one time, but you pull one lever, of course, it creates a problem somewhere else. Sure. So by cutting the cost, now he has more revenue or more profits. Guess what else that does? Freeze up things that he can do, like hire a different kind of person or hire an additional person. So now we have an HR problem that we have to go find the person and bring them on board and interview them. And that's what I love about this. It's like, so we're doing it simple step by step, not all at once, because they say you can't eat the elephant in one bite. So yeah, and every business has a little different need and different order, but we try to cover them all. Yeah, there. It's amazing. Uh, you, you start out as a solopreneur, for lack of a better term, and you're you're wearing every hat. And then when you start passing hats around, you got to be very careful who you pass them to, and how well defined those hats are. Uh, so it's a it's an interesting thing. I, I, one uh, fellow I was working with a while back. He had the philosophy, it wasn't his, but one he adopted that I thought was a good one. He said, I, I, it's always be hiring. Yes. So always look. So do you espouse that as well? Always be looking for the right people always. that would be a good fit. Yeah. I worked with an insurance agency owner years and years ago, and he had one staff person and we, cre we created two marketing positions. And he had about seven or eight great candidates. He, so I said, you know, it's worth the money hiring them all on for one month. It really is just paying them an hourly rate. And we're going to put them through the test. They're going to know about it. And let's see the two that rise to the top. Well, four rose to the top. And I go, you have a great problem. Yeah. One more month. Let's see which two rise now. After 60 days, two of them were still on top. The other two went away. I go, those are your rock stars. Now do it again. Well, that's a that's an interesting concept. I've not heard of that particular strategy before, but that uh, it it makes sense. It makes sense because it costs an awful lot of money and time and effort to hire the wrong person. And, yeah, and you're you're telling them everything up front, training them the identical, and just kind of a little competition. He really only had one position open, but he ended up hiring two. But he also had a progression. And when I hire you, you're going to be here. And in six months, you're going to be here. A year, you're going to be here. Two years, you're going to be here. In five years, you're not going to work for me. Yeah. And they were all like, why? I'm going to train you and develop you enough. You're going to have your own agency. Yeah. Very good. And you know what? A lot of people really like that. And some people are like, I just want this position. He goes, great. I can do that too. Now he, I think he has 14 people working for him now. Oh, wow. Licensed agents. And he Excellent. still has five or six marketers. <laughs> Interesting. Very good. So do you, do you, uh, while you're helping other people do all of this stuff and, and 
project into the future? Do you have projections for your own business that you try to achieve, say, every 12 months or so? Oh, yeah. I mean, how can I tell people to have a coach if I don't have one? So I actually have two coaches. <laughs> uh, they keep me on track and keep me focused on my business because, well, obviously, after owning seven businesses, it's like my mind goes a million different places. So having the coach there keeps my mind off the shiny object syndromes, the squirrels, keeps me focused as well. And I'm also in an accountability group, which I call it a hardcore accountability group because it's there's five of us now. We only meet for 30 minutes once a week. We state our own goals. And it's usually done within 30 seconds. We also state, did I achieve my goals or not? And if you didn't, you can't have an excuse. You have to have a plan to achieve them again. Or maybe you found a problem and said, I had to ditch that because whatever. And everyone kind of holds each other accountable. And that really helps move the business forward. It's none of the busy work. Well, I worked on this, you know, course. Great. If you got the course done, what will you do with it? Right. Let's do that part, the strategic, because you can work on the course at night. We're, we're entrepreneurs. You, could, you have weekends. Guess what? That's part of being an entrepreneur. But how is this course going to change your business? Everything has to be focused on your business lines. Absolutely. Yeah. That like that, I tell people all the time. Get in a mastermind, get in an accountability group, get a coach, an advisor, a mentor, get help. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lonely world business world anyway. So you've, you've got to have people that are on your side and looking out for your best interest and, and hold, like you said, holding you accountable. So it, it sounds like it might be a bit of a challenge to find the right people for an account, accountability group. Is, is that correct? You got to kind of be yeah. careful looking through those as well. Yeah, I mean, I've ran this accountability group for, I think, two years now, a little over two years. At the beginning, we had six people, highly motivated. Then one person started missing meetings, so we kicked them out. Next, another person started giving excuses. Well, you know, I was sick. I wasn't feeling good. There's This is not excuse time. So we, the group decided, hey, you're gone because we can't deal with excuses. So it has gone through some changes and other people invite people in and some people are like oh my god you're really holding me accountable to my own goals i've never had that happen before i don't know what to do it, uh, it's too much yeah well but the people in the group their businesses are all moving like really fast and forward and it's not pressure right no i yeah i understand that you're 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 there as a, a unifying group to help one another and and it's just a, a straightforward way to, to help by holding people accountable to their yeah. commitments. That's that's great. So let's you've you've uh, you've had seven businesses. I see that you've published seven books as well. Do yeah, I I, right. I'm finishing editing my eighth book right now. So. And you self-publish through your own publishing company then? Yes. And I'm. For the publishing side, I always tell people, it's like, yeah, I do print on demand, so I don't have to buy a whole bunch, even though I got enough on my bookshelves. Yeah. Remember when we all met live in, per in person, I should say. So, yeah, it, there's ways to do it. And the books that we do for the publishing company that I'm involved in, we do expert books. So they're 50 to 80 pages, kind of showcases you. The Our clients spend maybe two hours a month 
on it and we can usually knock them out in a month. Okay. So just do a questionnaire. I interview them. We record, transcribe, clean up. I have someone else that does all of that because that's their specialty, not mine. Do the cover layout. They get approved, make any changes, the final copy and hard copies. Got it. So are these uh, for your own books, let's say, did, did you, was your intent when you wrote them to write them like as a legacy piece to leave some good information for now and for the future or as a lead generation tool? Um, my first book was lead gen, pure lead gen. And that one has eight simple strategies that any business owner can put in their business without spending more on marketing or advertising. So I wrote that just for the lead gen. And then the others all were prompted by my clients and prospects talking about their business. So they would say, I hate doing financials. I can't do accounting. I hate accounting. And it's like, you're like 98% of all business owners. So why are you doing this to yourself? Why well, don't understand it? That's the reason why. Great. So I wrote a book on how to read your financials, but only focus on three numbers to move the dial in your business. And so it's not an accounting language, not, you don't need an MBA. It's written in lang their language and make it simple. So I wrote a book just on how to read your financial statements. The latest one is, or I have one, it's like 15 keys to success that business owners start doing. And then they get to a certain point and they forget about it. So the fundamentals, it's just like, I should say fundamentals, like I always take basketball, for example. If you don't work on dribbling, passing, and shooting, those are the fundamentals. Then when you get in the game time, those are that's going to kill you. Same thing in business. Business owners get to a certain point and they, we hear it all the time. I'm stuck. I can't grow anymore. Why? You lost the fundamentals. So we yeah. wrote a book about 15 of the fundamentals you could for, that we all do forget. That's why I have a coach. Keeps me in check with the fundamentals. <laughs> yep. And, and interesting, the basketball analogy, all pro sports, what do they do at the beginning of the season? They go back and practice the fundamentals. Yeah. yeah. All the fundamentals. Michael Jordan, greatest basketball player ever, that, in my opinion. He had 22 coaches. So he's the greatest. And he has 22 coaches because he knows – he always wanted to get better, and they see things in him that he cannot see. So he had a dribbling coach. The guy could dribble. Yeah. But someone's pushing him and making him dribble better. Wow. So I, had no, I had no idea he had 22 coaches. but Yeah. Well, includes fitness coach, health, fitness coach, uh, nutrition coach, golf coach. <laughs> yeah. He had head coach, offensive coach, defensive coach. I mean, it's amazing how many coaches he really had. Yeah, yeah, that that's uh, interesting to know. I I'm gonna have to try and think of 22 different coaches, but uh, that that's an exercise for another time. <laughs> so, did uh, any of your books make the bestseller list, or was that important to you? It was not important to me. That what was important to me is helping business owners grow their business. That was more important. And the my seventh book that's going to be I think completed hopefully by the end of the month or in print. And that's how to start a, a high-powered networking group to grow your business. Because I've done so much consulting and coaching with chambers, with many different organizations, local, regional, national, international, on how to build their networking groups, lead, referral, and social. It's like, why not put us all in a book and teach business owners, like, you can start a, a nice networking group and really grow your business. And that's selling without selling.
Right. Yeah. And you yeah. can monetize it. Yeah. If you, if you take advantage of your relationships in a networking group and otherwise, that's that's the best way to expand your business. That's great. Absolutely. So uh, what's what's the one final question here for me? What's what's the best piece of advice you've ever given one of your clients? Uh, it's one I heard years ago and I rejected it like there was no tomorrow. And then when the day I accepted it, my life changed. And that was get help. I rejected that. I thought I knew my business better than anyone else. No one needs to help tell me what to do, blah, blah, blah. And my business was dying and it was hurting. I finally like woke up and I said, I'll give it a shot. I went all in, found the right coach for me. In 45 days, my life was completely changed. Business was back on track. My personal life was back on track. I've had a coach ever since. Excellent. That's, that's excellent advice, especially coming from a coach. <laughs> I mean, we all get proud about our business. We're not here to tell you how to run your business. We're look, we got to think we deal with lots of different businesses and a lot of different industries. We see a lot of things. We're reading up on all this and educating ourselves. We're giving you all of our resources as well. But we're also doing everything. I, I know I am. I always care about my clients. I'm going to do whatever I can to help them grow their business and get them to that financial success that them and their family want to be in. Good, good. So uh, how do people get a hold of you if they want uh, Biz Coach Steve to give them a hand? Yeah, well, we always have our website, Biz Coach Steve. It's B-I-Z, CoachSteve.com. And I don't know if I can give away something because I for free. I don't want to don't want anyone paying for this. <laughs> I'd love to give your audience our first book, which is 45 Minute Business Breakthroughs. And really easy, just download it. It's bizcoachsteve.com forward slash 100K. Excellent, excellent. Well, I appreciate that. And I thank you for taking the time to be a guest. This was great information from my point of view because uh, I've uh, spent a little bit of time in the coaching profession myself. So uh, it was all great information and, and good advice. And Thanks for having me, Brian. You bet. So that's that's a wrap on a, another awesome guest episode here of Evolpreneur Secrets Show for Entrepreneurs with uh, our guest, Coach Steve Feld, today. And uh, just before you go, if you like this episode, please be give it a five-star review. We'd be very grateful. And if you'd be so kind, maybe refer it to a couple of your friends. And if you want to make sure you don't miss any episodes in the future, you can go to EvolvepreneurSecrets.show and sign up. And until next time, if you're an entrepreneur, make the start of your next great idea today. <laughs>